Hello, welcome to the first episode of We Have Issues. I'm Anthony. We have issues. I'm Steven. <laughs> we have issues. And we totally have issues. I mean, we're already, I mean, we're already having issues, technical ones. Yeah, yeah, we had some technical issues with, uh, the, the first time we tried to do this, you sounded like a robot for a while. And it's, it's weird. It's still my favorite conversation I've ever had with another human being. <laughs> <laughs> so, and most of it was robot. So, well, I mean, uh, it's a whole uh, different language. Hang on, your, your voice is muffled a little. Muffled? Oh, it just got a little better. Maybe it's going back and forth. <laughs> that mic. Is that better? Yeah, it's better. Okay. I wonder if it's like, because my chair's creaking. I wonder if it's like creak is more important than Stephen's maybe, voice. Maybe pick that sound up. I, I think it's the robots just favoring like the objects. Yeah. Yes. That's an inanimate object. Oh, give me that sound. You need to focus on that sound because that's that's obviously the most realistic sounding sound in the room right now. So. All right, so we're going to create a podcast, and we're going to be talking about um, our, our attempt to cr create um, careers in the comic book industry. Basically. Multimedia. Yeah. Using <laughs> comics. Is that we're basically like prestige worldwide. <laughs> worldwide. We're going to create comics and music and, and comic -y, music -y comics. We're going to create a play. We're going to create a movie, right? We all won, right? Yeah, yeah. we're going to do everything. I don't know why we wouldn't. I mean, I feel like I feel like the best advice would be put all your eggs in one basket, right? Like, <laughs> like literally, like these are all of my skills. I have nothing else skills. to give. And this is like, our if basket. This, if this basket breaks, it's fine. It. It, well, it's the smartest way to carry eggs. <laughs> like, what else are we gonna do with all these eggs except throw them? High risk, high reward. Exactly. Okay. Well, here's the thing: if all the eggs break, we have a delicious omelet, right? But yes. So we just like so basically what we're doing with our we have issues podcast is we're trying to cook this omelet, right? Like that's what we're just praying that the ingredients that fall in are like edible ingredients. Like yeah, it'll be fine. All right. So so I, I wrote down some things that we can talk about. Um, first of all, I think we should probably talk about you know, like who we are and like who what our history with comics is. Like when did you start reading comics? See, for me, it actually started with the trading cards, like the Marvel trading cards. I don't okay, know if yeah. Like the Ultra, the Ultra, and the, uh, I forget what the other set was, but it's like 95 Fleer maybe was. Yeah, where they had all, all of the different, uh, the agility, yeah. the intelligence, you know, all the yeah. different stats on the all back. Yeah, had all the different factor, like, the, you know, X-Force had X-Factor, had all the different mm -hmm. teams. And then, like, but the, the, the ones that, like, I really loved were, like, the, um, there was, like, the battle cards. So it was, like, mm -hmm. it was, like, a card art of, like, two different, like, a hero yes. and villain each other and that's actually like where i f first like saw and like loved deadpool it was like from really it was the 95 or 96 it's like cable versus deadpool and it's like this awesome shot of like cable like in the like in the front uh -huh. and deadpool's in the background kind of like this and it's just the sick do you wish we had those oh. i had i actually, had you know what my uncle jason might still have his still has some? oh yeah oh he might. I'm so jealous. I have a couple. Like, I know I have the Madman one, but I didn't get that until I was an adult, basically. But, like, I had so many of those, too. I love those so much. But, um, oh, were you like me? Like, can you hear me all right? Mm-hmm. Okay. But were you like me? So I had the cards, and I fell in love with, like, the X-Men cartoon. Oh, that's, of course. I mean, that's what I, like, if, that you're, if you're, like, early 30s, late 20s, and you didn't like the X-Men show, I mean, 
yeah, like you're just a horrible human being. And you don't deserve to be. We're pretty much going to judge you right now. I mean, immediately. Like, like, I won't judge anyone for anything, but if you haven't watched the Exorcist series, yeah. the like, intro song is like the most legendary thing of all really time. It really is. Like, if that intro song didn't just like get into your soul and like shake you into a comic book fan, then I don't know what yeah. would. You know what? I remember a lot of from that show. The Mohawks? It, it, was it Yuriko? I just remember Wolverine yelling Yuriko like over and over. Yuriko! I remember. I think it was like his Japanese lover or something. Mm-hmm. But. Yeah. And like, I remember like uh, a lot of the Morlock episodes being. I wonder if they just showed certain episodes a lot, like in syndication. The Morlock, dude, I do remember like the, the yeah. sewer scenes. Like, like the so sewer much. scenes with like. Green thing with, the, what was it, with, the, with the beanie. What was his name? Leech. Leech, yep. It was Leech, right? And yeah, then. Leech. Like, um, what was it? I don't remember if it was spiders or scorpions, but I remember the one Morlock was making mm-hmm. like Wolverine. Calypso? Uh, yeah, it was, it might have been yeah. But like, I don't know, like that, that's what got in my brain. So then I would like, whenever I could as like, a kid, just beg my parents to bring me to a comic book store and they almost never would, you know? So I, I like, oh, so I actually got really lucky and my aunt was dating this guy and the relationship didn't work out. And unfortunately for him, slash fortunately for me, <laughs> um, he, he has talks about it to this day. <laughs> oh yeah, he's he's probably still looking for me. Like he's out to get me because there was this whole crate, like this whole basically like treasured chest of comic books, and I was just like coveting them. And it was like one of those situations where he could have come back for them at any time. So it was like, no, we can't just give it to you because he might come back. I was like, please. And then eventually they were like okay, they're up for grabs. And, like, my cousin grabbed a bunch. And I, by the time I got there, it was just, like, mostly junk, but I had, like, Robotech comics <laughs> and, and like, some stuff like Deadpool and some, like, random, like, old Captain Americas and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was just, like, eating those comics, basically. Which is amazing, yeah. It was just a good era, honestly. It was, like, a lot of cool art, a lot of cool, well, I mean, besides, like, Rob Liefeld stuff. But, yeah. Anyways, back to what you were saying. Let's hate on Rob Liefeld. <laughs> What you don't you don't like Captain America chess? Dude, you know what you know what makes me feel bad about that picture is I low-key kind of have that picture. <laughs> but like I would like look at that picture, I'm like, that's the you human form. According, according to like. Rob and me. I mean that's just, that's what we look like. What was the first time you tried to make your own comics that you can talk about in public? Um well Tommy. God rest his soul. Mm-hmm. My best bud from middle school, high school, you know the story. Um, so, and his parents swear we would have been put, in, we would have been institutionalized for our baboon comic. But right. like, we basically had like, in, in middle school, we had like this, um, this comic about baboons. Uh-huh. And it was like, it was legitimately like, it was just, it, it spawned because like, he came over to spend the night at my house. Mm-hmm. Sixth grade. My yeah. family are all in the living room watching what lies below. lies beneath. Beneath, yeah. yes. And Tommy, we, we were in my room on this tiny little TV VCR combo watching me and I saw Fun Irene, which is a hilarious right. movie. But uh, Tommy said, Tommy mentioned what lies above. So like this whole concept is bruised from Tommy's little crazy mind. And anyone who knows Tommy, like, or knew Tommy, like, yeah. dude was like crazy. He was out there. He was so funny. But uh so yeah, he, he spawned this entire idea that at our school at night these baboons come down from the, the, the ceiling tiles and okay. they like 
eat people and they're just like these horrific like mutated super baboons okay <laughs> so like the first issue we ever drew like i, I mean i'm i'm you know drawing it as best i can like yeah, you know, drawing the boxes it's just sloppy rough pencils tommy will borrow the issue after i draw and he'll draw his own stuff in mm -hmm. and like and we would just pass it back and forth and it, it was essentially us murdering the teachers we didn't okay. like baboons <laughs> that's essentially what it was i mean like it was like our, oh, cool. our history teacher getting pulled up into the ceiling vents and then like yeah. you know the, the the resource officer trying to stop it and getting shredded by these baboons but eventually like it just we just kept progressing and it became like a pop culture thing like we're yeah. like we just started referencing as much pop culture as we could into it too like dude like oh yeah Elian Gonzalez like that he uh -huh. was in it at one point like he was like trying like the baboons were like all around the world it was this oh. crazy <laughs> this huge crazy thing just, and I remember Tommy based the and like it had like these like Resident Evil tropes in it too like uh -huh. um umbra like the umbrella idea like the corporation behind the yeah. baboons was Tommy used to make these model cars uh -huh. the company was Revell I believe and that was the name mm -hmm. of the corporation Revell and there yeah. was these super baboons like with like powers that could anyways they just got really nuts there was like five or six issues tommy's mom found them in his binder and like basically just took them i was like yeah, yeah. you can't be murdering your teachers in in comic form yeah. and carrying it back and forth between your classes, doing classes. like she's not wrong i mean like we yeah that reminds me of super bad with the dick drawings basically <laughs> yeah but i mean like, basically you can't be bringing this to school you yeah so i i've definitely done the uh the stand-in, the teacher stand-in thing. <laughs> I definitely drew a lot of things that I de could have gotten in trouble for. And I mean, by today's standards, I probably would have been with a counselor for a while had someone seen that. Um, thankfully, that didn't happen because like, you, you know, you know, like, we're just being like silly and ridiculous. It was stupid. To us, it wasn't even personal. It's not even like, I wanted to see these people actually get injured. Of course, like, yeah. A, a weird way but, of like working through it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think... I think a lot of artists and people who like to draw and come up with stories have definitely like written their own uh, <laughs> their own familiar people into their stories for sure. Oh, for sure. I know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But Tommy wouldn't even rename the characters. <laughs> 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 yeah, just, 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 I'm not going to say it, but yeah, yeah. Straight, straight up. I don't, I don't need these teachers to somehow find this podcast. Any likeness to a living person is totally, <laughs> absolutely just true. That's just how it goes. It's not coincidental <laughs> whatsoever. We apologize for very little. I just don't um, want to hurt feelings like years yeah, later. Like, Stephen murdered me in his first comic. <laughs> <laughs> when I, I, did, I did something very similar. When I was a kid, um, I used to just, like, I came up with, basically, I just ripped off Spider-Man, but it was a gerbil, where I was, like, there's a gerbil who bit someone, and he became, like, this punk rock gerbil man. <laughs> so, it was, <laughs> so, um, but. It was but, very fitting for the time, too. I mean, Ninja oh, Turtles, for, all that. Yeah, you, for sure. Animal, animal, human, go ahead. And, you know, like, yeah, dude. And, like, for me, what I would do is, instead of, like, having him, he, it was, he basically just was me. But, like, as a adult-sized, like, gerbil man. <laughs> and instead of, like, flying around and fighting, like, supervillains and stuff, he fought people who were, like, similarly affected by stupid stuff. Like, there was this guy, like, his biggest... So I hate tuna fish. <laughs> um, Took me a while to get used to it. Yeah. So I don't like tuna fish. Um, his biggest villain at the time, because I was a child who just hated tuna fish, and that was the first thing I thought of, was a man who worked at a tuna factory... And a, a big novelty tuna can fell on his head. And he just like, awesome. he, so yeah, so he gets stuck and he can't take it off. So he's like, I'm imagining like chair face, but tuna head. Exactly. 
so, yeah. so yeah so it was like um can o tuna was his name oh, that's awesome so he put on like this like literal fish tie it was just like a big fish that's a tie and you just that's like awesome though. that's it was just like really creative. Like, we, were just, we were just killing our teachers with baboons you're over there but but like, awesome. it was, oh dude but it was so stupid but basically it was like this guy realized he can't get this tuna can off his head so he might as well just live with it and go cra- like just become can of tuna like this is who he is now he accepts his destiny <laughs> Just imagine the smell. Oh my god! The smell. Oh. the smell alone would make you a bad guy. Like you're a villain now. I'm sorry, sir. Oh man. Oh. So basically, like they would cross paths, and then um, the Dribble Man, whose name was just Dribble Man, as far as I can remember, but he was like he had like a mohawk and like an earring and like studs all over himself because like I was very into like punk I mean, rock at the time. It was nineties. Yeah, that was just what we did. Yeah, I mean, it was, yeah. Still, I don't know. I've always liked like punk rock stuff and like genre stuff, you know. Hence the Evil Dead. It's the Lost Boys in us. That's what uh, it really is. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, that's really what it is, dude. Oh, I could watch Lost Boys. I'm pretty sure it's. I mean, I, I know we bonded over a lot of other things early yeah. on, but our mutual love for the Lost Boys, I think, was probably one of the earlier threads that tethered for sure. us together. Oh yeah. I mean, that was like not a movie a lot for for some reason. Like a lot yeah. of our friends just didn't really care or know about. Yeah, I don't. I like, love that movie. I still. Oily saxophone man and all think that movie holds up so well. I realized that I didn't realize that they did. So I was talking to Tina about it. I'm pretty sure that like production value wise on the soundtrack, they, yeah. they had a pretty fat soundtrack. But I think that they had to reuse the Tom G. Mack song like quite a few times in the movie <laughs> because they only had the rights to the other songs for smaller sections or something. Right. They, they literally cut to Cry Little Sister. Oh like, yeah, dude. It's the whole song. If you break down the movie, it's oh, like, <laughs> next the song. Like, like the, the scene that got me on my most recent rewatch was was Michael and uh, Star doing it. For sixteen. Like, oh yeah. Uh, it's just like, the music God, video. Joel <laughs> Schumacher, what are you doing? I mean, but that song is awesome. Dude, there was a period in time, like not even that long ago, where I would clean my house yeah. with that song on repeat. Like, that song is awesome that's like that song is awesome that that movie like the the mythos of that movie is so cool mm-hmm. you know like the the oh just i'm i guess it's a movie podcast now this is now the lost boys <laughs> podcast i can seriously the, the lost boys podcast <laughs> this is, welcome to lost cast um so no that movie is amazing though and i like i i don't know i remember watching the sequels and being a little disappointed but like they were fun but nothing could. Not, I mean, nothing compares to the magic. Nothing could. I, nothing could. I kind of feel Keeper, bad. Keeper's great. Alex Winter's awesome in it. Oh, I mean, yeah. even like the, the the other vampires are just yeah. like all of them were cool. Like, yeah. What was it? Billy Worth. I met him. I met I met a couple of those guys. They were all awesome. really nice. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah. Uh, the movie's cool. <laughs> this this is this podcast has become that was awesome. Right. <laughs> This has to become well. We used to want to make a comic, but now we kind of want to just read now we just the want to... with the original cast. Like, oh my god! <laughs> so we were going to make a comic book about this <laughs> this whole record player that takes you back into memories, but now we're just going to write a comic book about vampires. Um, this officially become a platform to crowdfund, so that way we can hire Alex Winter, Keeper Sutherland, and Jason Patrick. Oh my god! So in this podcast, what we're going to be doing is talking about who we are but mostly what we're going to be talking about is our attempt at creating comics right and trying to do that through like the daily struggle of our adult lives yeah, especially during weeks yeah it gets rough 
right? I mean, especially right now with like the, the stress of COVID and like working through it and like having kids at home all the time. Like, you know, my, my son was in daycare and now he's not, you know, so I, I don't know. And it's, so it's, it's getting a little harder because my time is waning, you know, as far as like how much free time I actually have to actively work on things. Mm-hmm. You know, so like, well, I guess we could talk about, um, the, what's the first project we ever worked on together? Do you remember? Was it the, was it Sumo Samurai? Or was it? It might have been Sumo Samurai. Definitely Sumo Samurai, but I don't think it ever really got off the ground beyond character concepts, right? No, you drew the first couple pages. Remember? I have them. I get. Oh, if you have them, that's awesome. Yeah. Well, do you remember? Because it started off with the uh, Star Wars joke with, like, I thought they smelled bad on the inside or the outside. Yeah. You remember? Like, you drew it, and it was, like, the whole throne. Mm-hmm. Anyway, like I, so we came up with this comic book called Pseudo Samurai, and the whole idea was yeah. this guy was basically LARPing before we knew what LARPing was. Yeah. Right? But he was basically LARPing as a samurai with like a fire axe in the in the woods, and he was just like waxing philosophical, and he accidentally chops down, or like he goes to kill a fly, and he knocks onto a tree, and something falls from the tree, and it ended up being a robot that was sent to find the Earth's mightiest warrior. Yes, and, okay. So, and we, I think we even discussed that Jack Black would have been a good yes. candidate for the movie. Oh, yeah. And so, like, but, it would have been great. I mean, like, because he's dressed as a samurai and he's holding a weapon, the, the robot scans him and he says, like, okay, um, Mightiest Warrior detected, phase one initiated. And he basically starts sending all of these, like, intergalactic tests to see if Earth is up to snuff for the rest of, like, the Galactic Senate or whatever to see if we can hold our own. Yeah. Which obviously we can't because it was a LARPing like yeah. accountant or whatever he was. Yeah, yeah, I think he was an accountant. I remember. I, but I think even I think even his hair was a clip on. Yeah, something. he had a clip on like one of the he had a clip on bun man bun. Um, I love that idea. I always thought that was fun. Uh, but that was the first one I remember working on together. And then I remember like City on Fire or yeah. Absentees, like one of like I don't because they were, those were like the same idea, but I couldn't remember which name we had. The frequency scene that we revisited in the absentees we did originally in city on fire slash yeah. absentees. Right. And I remember I had originally drew, I had, that's when I was experimenting with those like fountain pens and stuff yeah. like that. And I was like trying to ink that way. And I was just having the, like the roughest time because yeah. I couldn't figure it out. And, uh, but yeah, I, I actually still had some of those there. I did those on like eight by 11 bristols. And I remember yeah. I, I drew the one and I colored my like, Copic markers on top of it. Oh yeah. But, um, and that's when, that's when the frequency had the full hoodie right. and everything. Before, you know, he became more like a Joker-esque looking villain. Um, right. And then yes. after that, the carnival. Remember the carnival? Yes. Yeah, I do remember that. I love that idea, too. Gosh. Yeah, so Stephen and I have been working on ideas together for, like, almost 10 years, right? Just, like, on and off. Probably longer, yeah. It's been a while, but yeah, it probably has been longer than ten years. But we've we always like start these projects. Oh, we did scavengers after that. So we've scavengers got pretty. I mean, I even look back at some of those. Yeah. Scavengers I did. And I'm like, I don't know if I could like do that now, man. Like, what? Like, I was like, there's yeah. looking really tight. Oh, well, like, you're coloring. You were so inspired by the uh, Uncanny X Force. Yeah. And like, yeah. 
And like that, so Steve and I worked on this thing um, called Scavengers, and it was this post-apocalyptic world in which we basically followed three people who were infected with this disease, who were shunned by all the society, who kind of like a pandemic, like you know what happened, what's happening now, except for very, we, we could probably revisit that. We could very, yeah, we could, we could. Um, it's timely, but there were also monsters because it was a whole spectrum of infection, and so they were the best, like the they were fighting. Um, they were fighting to maintain their health where, as they could, but they were on, always on the verge of becoming their worst selves, like becoming they, monsters. They were basically, if I, if, I, if I remember correctly, because the only way to, to keep the, the, the sickness at bay was to, to eat, to eat. Yeah. But they didn't want to eat. It was like a Dexter situation where they didn't want to eat yes. innocents, so they would kill the monsters and eat the human that was still... Exactly. So, so basically, the idea of scavengers was like the monster, the, the, the sickness would grow over a person's body and they would become this big ridiculous monster but within their core would still be like the you know vestigial human form and our heroes would basically defeat the monsters and devour the human that was in the center which would maintain their hu humanity so out of the can man basically yeah so um but so we worked on that for a while and like i think it was just like it took, I think, probably because, I mean, your, your coloring style was so good, but it took a long yeah. time, right? It's like those pages, I mean, even like penciling from like rough to pencil yeah. for me, I mean, I'm sure once I, if I kept practicing, I would have gotten faster. It's, it's like eight hours to pencil one page. And then like, you're thinking about roughly the same time to flat and then change. Yeah. 16 yeah. hours a page, 24 issue, you know, 24 pages an issue. Yeah. And, I mean... So I had more time then. <laughs> exactly. And that was before kids, you know? So we worked on, we've, we've worked on like something like four or five books together, right? Where like at various levels of completion, right? Mm -hmm. so Absentees is pretty much, I mean, we could publish that issue if we wanted to. But we could. Um, I think it needs a little color work though, right? Yeah. It does, yeah. yeah. I stopped, I had it colored, I think, up to frequency or something yeah. like that. So, but okay. Yeah. So I think, I think part of what this should be is us reconciling, like, why certain things didn't work and, like, what we can do to make sure whatever we work on next does work. Mm -hmm. And which of our, which of the ideas that we've worked on together would we still want to revisit? Like, Absentees, I think, is still one of my favorite ideas. It's still strong. And then, like, even Scavengers, I mean, like, looking back, it's, like, yeah. I liked the character concepts. Honestly, yeah. all of them looked really cool. They dude. all looked like, really good. Even though they were kind of, like, you know, comic-y, like, I mean... Vulture had the, like, you know, the little lens, like the Monopoly guy. Uh -huh. It was like a scope. Somehow. Yeah. He had the flip, you know, the flip crossbow. Yeah, we and, had the crossbow on the arm. The, and, yeah. That was, one of my favorite things I drew was uh, Clancy. The flip-up guns Clancy with Clancy. Becomes yeah. Crow? Crow, yeah. Yes. Because Crow, because yeah. was like a crow, yeah. Because yeah. he's, he's the funny guy. Mm -hmm. And when he does the flip and he hits, he hits his wrist on the ground, the guns flip up and he catches them. Yeah. I actually kind of captured that. I, I like, thought it was great. Actually, yeah. all like if 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 this part of the this should make it in, I'll uh, I'll post those pictures along with the podcast if I can, so people can see like some of our old pages. But I don't know. I'd like I'd love to revisit that. I know we've been talking about revis revisiting uh, absentees or like finishing up that issue because it's so close, right? So and and I think, even with absentees, we, we have worked on some conceptual music to that too. We do yeah. actually have some stuff. Yeah, we have like yeah, I do I I do like how grounded and how 
not out there the newer idea is like it can still be pretty mystical it can still have like all these like cool effects to it but like the new idea is pretty cool to roll with right now too i think it'll yeah. be like a nice first reboot yeah, so right now, Stephen and I are talking about working on this idea um, that I've been kicking around for a while. I was going to make it into a short story or something, but it just feels like it needs to be more. And like, since Stephen, we've been talking about working together again, um, I brought, I kind of pitched it to him. And the idea is basically um, a couple, you know, a guy and a girl break up and the guy, so I was in a relationship and I had, I Basically, my ex and I split up, and I had to go through all of my belongings and figure out what I was taking with me and what I would leave behind. And it's really hard to do that. You know, it's especially really hard to do that when you have kids and you, like, have to dig through, like, w w like what reminds you of that person versus, like, what defines you as a person, you know? And, like, like how do you choose what your things are and, like, what things you leave behind? Um, so, basically, the idea is... Um, this, so he puts on a, a record while he's doing this, while he's shift, like sifting through all of their stuff. And as he listens to certain songs, the record player literally sends him back to the last moment when he heard that song or like one of his favorite moments with that song. And he gets stuck in that moment until the song's done. Um, and it's just going to be an exploration of like the way memories affect us and like what we take with us and like what sort of things, like how we grow and build, like ourselves back up after something like that you know but like it's, it's a fun idea and, it has, and we both love time travel and like different you know like genre stuff and it's a little more of a personal story and it's like it has its grounded levels but it's also like a fun genre thing to do so I, I i think it'll be fun i'm worried it's not as much fun for you to draw <laughs> i'm gonna go crazy with the vinyl player is my plan i'm gonna do yeah. like uh crazy like horn effect I'm, I'm like i told you i'm thinking like not little shop of horrors but i'm right. like I'm gonna put like a crazy looking horn that, on that. That cool thing, yeah. There. I I love that. Honestly, I think that I think with like that extra added visual flair, it'll it'll be special. Like I think yeah. it'll be like a special project to do. And like, and we've been talking about. So Steve and I might also, since it's a pretty involved concept and a music music plays a heavy part in it, as well as a heavy part in both of our lives, we might do a soundtrack as well, right? Like we're probably gonna write songs and. So not like a full. I mean, obviously, we wouldn't be able to come up with like a full fifteen-track album, but right. like, it'd be cool to like release like a six or seven-track, like, you know. Yeah. Even, even if like we, even if it like really got this, like where we could really like kickstart the idea, put it on Kickstarter, have like all these things. It'd be so cool to get like vinyls cut of the actual. That, that would be really cool. That, and just make them as like part of the reward system and things. Yeah. It'd be really awesome. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. I have so many ideas for this thing. Like I just, you know, I, I want to, I want to get it going. That's why I wanted to start this podcast. So then we can start talking about like, maybe what we can do since we're thinking about doing this week to week is like kind of plan what we're going to try to do and like maybe overshoot and then like forgive ourselves. You know what I mean? Like kind of be like, look, like if you can design like the main characters and we'll get those down and then if you get one, I'll be happy. You know what I mean? And then we're just like, and, and for me, I'll be like, I will outline the whole, the whole thing. You know, like I'll outline the story to make sure I have all of the, the skeleton of the thing. I think I mostly have it. I started it, but like, I, I want to get it down so I know exactly how it ends, you know? So yeah. Having the full story. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think and the podcast will keep us accountable. Hopefully yeah. keep whoever's listening to this entertained. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, so okay, so every week we're gonna be doing this where we talk about what we're working on. And then, of course, this week, since we didn't really start, I, we can't talk about what, uh, what got in the way of us trying to do the thing. Because that's going to be part of it, of course, right? Like, the whole idea is just, we have issues, it's fine. Like, it's a double entendre, we're gonna have comic book issues, but we also have problems at home because it's hard to be creative people right now, you know? Um, so like for me, I like I have my own comic book that I've been working on called Bullet and the Beast, and I have the entire first issue is done. I'm trying Which, to. By the way, I just have to add like, you start off on this on these issues with like, I mean you've never you've drawn your own, but like once you once once we started collaborating, you've basically like you know pushed the drawing responsibilities kind of went to me. So mm -hmm. like to see like how much you've evolved in your own style has been really awesome through the like the issues that you have of Bullet and the Beast. Thank you. Dude, it's the growth like it's a, it's crazy. That's been it's been such a it, like I'm really intimidated by it, and it's kind of part of the reason I haven't released any of my comics yet. Because so I made this thing called Bullet and the Beast, and I I just jumped in, you know, basically because like I was by myself and I didn't know what to do, and I was just like I can't afford to make a movie, I can't afford to do any of these other things I like to do. I'm just gonna try to draw, and I tried, and the first issue has problems. <laughs> you could still read the story and that's the same, that's the same right. thing that's going with like Bullet and the Beast. Like even though like your earlier art in the panels is like not as like refined as issue three even. Right. Um, you still, the story still reads, which is really what you're, all you're trying to that's do. That's what I'm trying to do. Storyboards. And, and like, I don't like, yeah. So my biggest insecurity with all of it has been like, I have, I'm happy and like proud of how much it's been growing, but the character development uh, physically, like the character design development was a process for sure. Like the character, like the characters by issue three are basically what they're what they look like. Like they, I, I'm happy with the way they look, but like I, they evolve for sure. Like they change so much, like panel by panel, even sometimes that I hope people are okay with it. Like I hope people can forgive the journey. You know, like I hope the story is decent enough, and like I hope it's the characters are entertaining enough and funny enough that people will just forgive somewhat like the like the you know i think over like over analyzing though is just something you do when, when it's your art oh yeah like i was actually even thinking like um whenever i draw stuff i always have to i always try to make it as like as mathematically sensible as possible too if that makes any sense yeah. like if this guy is here when he's talking then he needs to be here when he's when he's right this. i try to think of all the physics involved in the yeah. room but then you look at da vinci's last supper and it's right, like, oh, <laughs> arms like that don't make sense. Yeah, yeah, and, and I mean, like, yeah, like I, the, the the meme that goes around, like, yeah. I need a, I need a table for twenty six. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're all gonna send this. But like, like, yeah, like, because it didn't matter because he needed to convey that image. Of so course. like, you need to convey the image before you need to think about the physics behind it. Completely. Yeah. Yeah. you're gonna have someone that's gonna question the physics, and that that person's gonna point it out. But ninety nine percent of your readers aren't gonna care. Right. That's what they're I figured. The colors, they're going to see the similar shapes. They're going to know it's the character. That's okay. So like that, that was my goal. So what I did was I intentionally gave the characters very specific costume looking, uh, you know, like the characters always wear the same colors, you know, just kind of at least so within the first couple of issues, you follow what that character looks like. So they have very, like very bright color hair, very specific, like purple shirt and like, mm -hmm. so you can see it. So if it's just like only color, you know what character it is. Yeah, you already know. You know, and like the shape honestly has been changing. Like I have one character, Terry, who's a mortician and he's gone from like, just I like a- 
What's up? Terry's, Terry's kind of like a Clancy, right? That's why I was yeah. thinking. Terry's my Clancy. Like, I just, like, I created this character, and I just love him, and I put him in everything. That's just, just what I do. Riley, basically. Just yeah, but, like, dude. Like, and he works, like, I don't know, like, the character is pretty much the same character in every story. He's never the main character. He's just always someone who helps the story along. He's... Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't want to say names. I'll tell you later. But, like, yeah, like... <laughs> I know who he is, like, yeah. even. like, but, like, yeah, like, uh, no, yeah, he's an awesome character, because he's, like, whiny, yeah, but whiny in, like, the best way possible, like, I always, I, so I created, like, that character and everything, because I like him to be, like, the audience, like, stand-in, you know, so, like, he, like, if I'm gonna poke fun at my own story, or, like, whatever the internal logic is of the world we're creating, I want to have a character who does that, so people who are reading it aren't, like, that's stupid, why would he do that? You know, so it's like the character's making fun of the world already, so you don't have to. It's like the Eminem eight mile thing where he makes fun of himself. Yeah. So you know, so like we have a character who's constantly the Jim Gaffigan. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Jim Gaffigan doing his own little voice. Yeah. It's that's what it is. It's just like that special and like maybe it's an insecure thing to do, but I like it and I think it works. You know? Yeah, I've never I wish I wish I could be that overconfident, like person that just sits there and is so confident what he's doing that he's so confident like my confidence like just pushes into other people you know what i'm saying right right but like yeah i've just never been that person either i've always been like oh oh you know back you know yeah and it's it's always i don't know that's why it's like we're waiting for permission like someone to tell us it's okay you can make a comic book and like have careers in comic books and i don't know it's like in more recent years, I've definitely just seen this like surge of Kickstarter inspired, like Kickstarter based comic books where like whole careers are being built off people who are just doing it, who are just trying to make a comic book and making it and saying, hey, this is what I made. I did. That's all it is. So, like, that's why I figured, you know, why not us? You know, we've been trying to do it for over 10 years now, and there's no reason you and I, given like our skill sets and like our relationship and like, I don't know, all that we've done and, like, how we've grown as artists together and separately, like, there's no reason we can't do this, right? Yeah, no, not at all. I mean, like, yeah, I feel like if we aren't individual artists, we're definitely one if we're put together, you know Right. Tony Banana Hands. Tony Banana Hands. Tony Banana Hands Comics. That's what we're doing. We are a production company. You just wait. It really could be. We should. So, Anthony, Stephen has Banana Hands. Tony Banana Hands. What was his name? What's his name? Anyway, he's probably shouldn't name people anyway, but I shook his hand. He's like, what? Sounds like a bushel of bananas. <laughs> bushel of bananas. <laughs> well, I, do, I do have large hands, but. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. But yeah, so like, so the reason I wanted to do this and like want to get together with you is so we can talk about our progress because I truly, as much as I have my own insecurities and stuff, believe in us for sure. Like in comic books, I know we can do it. If if not music, then comics. And if not comics, then music or something. You know, we, I think we, we have the capability within us. It's just about using it and doing something with it, you know? And just being accountable with one another. That, that last push, because that's the truth. Like in any anything that you enjoy doing, I think there's like a misconception with your dream and yeah. things like that, where people think that it should come easy and like you should. Right. It should be a natural thing for you. But I feel like in anything you do, whether it's video games or you know comics or yeah. you know your job, like there's you're gonna hit this wall. Mm-hmm. 
where it's not fun. No yeah. matter what you do, you're going to hit this point where the competition gets too thick. You know, you're out of your comfort zone. You don't want to push any further. And when you hit that wall, you really just have to get to break through it. And if you can break through that wall, I think that's when you achieve what you're actually trying to go for. Yeah, absolutely. Um, there was Alan Watts, who was like, uh, studied all you know buddhistic religions like of, and philosophy in general he wrote and gave great speeches and lectures uh, he always said um we have to learn how to play on purpose you know like when we're kids we go out and we choose to like play pretend we choose to do these fun things and it's it all felt like it came natural you know but like now we're adults and we're like we don't have those opportunities as often to just naturally be in that flow state of of play so we have to learn to get there again on purpose, you know, like we have to force ourselves despite all of the walls and we have to Kool-Aid man kick our way, you know, through those walls and just say, oh yeah, you know, and just like, it's fine. We can do it. You know, it's, it's a little hard. I think, well, I think the, the biggest problem is it's not necessarily hard, but it's not easy and we want it to be easy, mm -hmm. you know? Like, like, that's what I'm saying. You want to be loyal. Like, even when I, when I reach, like, when I'm playing WoW and I reach a point where I, I hit that level of competition, it gets unfun because it's it's challenging. And, like, when yeah. things are too challenging, it becomes unfun. I mean, it's sure. just, it For does. Sure. But, you know, and that's just with anything. So I think yeah, you just have to find the – to find your center and just push through because it's it's going to take work no matter what. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Even if it's – you swear you're passionate about like you you even mentioned with like this comic maybe i wouldn't enjoy drawing it this and that but right. it's more or less just like we have to just producing this art would be awesome so like right. even if these drawings get mundane and monotonous like because it's just this guy that's so you know being surrounded by by normal human memory uh it's still the it's still what we're working towards you know and just gotta push through it you know? yeah for sure i think it'll be great i think we can do it I think so too. Yeah. Um, so I think this has gone pretty well. Next time we'll get together and we'll talk about the issues we had working on what is making progress. We'll see what gets in our way. Hopefully not so much and hopefully we can work through it. Right. But you know, we have issues. We have issues. <laughs> yeah. I, I definitely have a five-year-old issue. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and you know they're awesome they're the best issues to have ever I, the greatest issues read that issue over and over and over again. yeah the world's smallest violin for our beautiful issues <laughs> um especially right now but the point is everyone has issues and we're part of everyone so why can't we you know everyone can talk about it and we'll work through it right yeah I, I think it'll work. I mean, like, worst case scenario, like, other people can laugh at us as we try, and maybe yeah. they'll be inspired to try and be like, hey, yeah. we can be better than no two clowns. Not, I am not beneath succeeding yeah. by being a failure. I'm absolutely <laughs> <laughs> you know? Like, if we are just everybody's outside or, like, whatever, sure. cool with me, man. Whatever makes us funny. That's all we do. Whatever makes us funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, I'm going to stop the recording. Hang on <laughs> Well, thank you guys for listening to our, uh, Stephen and I talk about our issues. Uh, join us next week, and we're going to tell you what progress we made or didn't make. And we're probably going to play a couple comic book games, too. We'll talk about that next time. But thanks for listening.